Stella Shakespeare longed for love. She longed for love so much that it felt like a dirty secret, something that she should hide, lest her desperation put others off. She wanted all-consuming, can't-think-about-anything-else, can't-even-manage-to-eat kind of love. What she found beside her in bed that morning was definitely not love. She lifted her face from the pillow and frowned at the unfamiliar headboard. A studded leather headboard. She didn't remember that from last night. To the side, she noticed a strange bedside table on which there was a glass of water full, which would explain why her tongue felt like a boiled owl. At the sensation of someone stirring under the cover beside her, she looked right at a head of dishevelled black hair she didn't recognise and a pair of broad male shoulders. The stranger made a waking-up groan and Stella looked back to the leather headboard. What sort of man had a leather headboard? Or maybe even pleather? Stella reached her fingers towards it. Yes, pleather. This definitely wasn't love. Morning, came a low drawl. Seconds later, Stella felt a hand slide along the back of her thigh and over her bottom. What time is it? she asked, ignoring the hand as it snaked up her back. The audacity! He hadn't even looked at her yet. The hand retracted itself and he raised his head to squint at his watch. His hair was obscuring his face, so Stella's eyes slid to the curve of his bicep as he pushed himself back from the mattress. Where had she found this guy? She'd been in the pub, having drinks with Billy, and then Jez had shown up and insisted on taking Billy home. But Stella wanted to stay. It was a Wednesday night. It wasn't illegal to stay up past ten on a Wednesday night. So she'd stayed and chatted to Jack behind the bar for a bit. And then, well, Stella wasn't entirely sure. Nearly nine, he replied. Nine? I need to go. Stella looked down and noticed a black smear the size of a thumbprint on her pillow. I've got some mascara on this, sorry. She glanced at him and was met with an easy smile. He was attractive, actually. Thick stubble lined his jaw, and his eyes, green, alert, betraying no signs of a hangover, softened as they met hers. He looked as if he could advertise a new line of coffee pods. Stella mirrored his smile as she remembered flashes of the previous night, his body moving above hers, his mouth hot against her neck, his hands running down her arms, holding her, teasing her, the confident way he shifted her around, as if she was an instrument he was playing for the pleasure of them both. It had been good, Stella recalled, still smiling. Really good. Maybe she could stay in bed for a few more minutes. She couldn't possibly fall in love with this stranger, but lust was very different to love. Don't worry, he replied, nodding towards the mascara, one side of his mouth curving higher. Probably not yours. There was a brief pause while Stella digested the implication before she kicked her legs free from the duvet and stood. I need to go. She scrabbled around on his carpet, peeling up various items of clothes in the gloom. Jeans, t-shirt, sweater, one sock. Every time she bent over, she angled her bottom away from him towards the shutters. Not her mascara, indeed. He might be handsome and attentive in bed, but he was also an asshole. Another one. Stella would have a stern word with herself later. She was never going to find her great love if she continued to behave like this, drifting through London like some sort of asshole magnet. Still grinning, 
He pushed himself up on one arm. I was joking. You're welcome to stay. My shift doesn't start for... He paused and looked at his watch. Four hours. I don't think so. I think you've had quite enough. Stella dragged her eyes away from his chest, as muscled as a museum statue, and spotted the missing sock. I bet you don't even know my name, she said, reaching for it. He laughed. You weren't very interested in names last night. What's mine, anyway? I haven't got time to stand here talking about names. I've got an interview. She scanned his bedroom floor for her knickers. It's Sam. And you are... Hardly matters now, does it? Stella mumbled, while squinting at a small, dark item at the foot of the bed. One of his socks. Here, Sam said, retrieving a pair of pants from under the duvet and dangling them in the air. Thank you. Stella snatched them and made for the bathroom, only to discover she'd opened a wardrobe door and was facing his shoe rack. That way. He nodded towards another door. Yes, okay, thank you, she snapped, hurrying for it before shutting herself in and reaching for a cabinet above the sink. Please could this man have some sort of painkiller? Paracetamol, Nurofen, morphine even? Stella's head felt like it might burst. She peered into the cabinet. There was a can of shaving cream, a tub of hair wax, a few razors, a yellow tube of cream, and beside them, a metallic strip of Nurofen. Only one pill left, but one would have to do. Stella tossed it into her mouth, and leant over the sink to palm tap water into her mouth. Then she squeezed a globule of Colgate onto her index finger and smeared it around her teeth. She rinsed and stood to inspect her face in the mirror. Not ideal. Her eyelids were puffy and faintly purple, her skin dull and dry. And now she had to get to Hoban to convince a legal contact of her father's that she was a responsible, presentable employee who'd make an ideal assistant. She sighed. What was the population of London? Stella wasn't sure of the exact number, but she knew it was a lot. Millions. Millions of men in this city. All right, a few less if she discounted the gay ones and the ones who were too old for her, over 45, or too young, under 25. Obviously, she also had to ignore the men who sneezed without covering their mouths and the ones who wore pointy shoes. Nor was Stella interested in any adult man who insisted on calling his mother Mummy. Or the sort of man who gave his car a name, or his penis, for that matter. But even if she took all those men away, there still had to be plenty of others. So how come every man Stella ever met was an asshole? She sighed again. No time for philosophy. She had to go. Stella ran a finger under each eye to remove the sooty stains of eyeliner peered back into the cabinet for a moisturiser to inject some colour back into her cheeks and grabbed the yellow tube. When she emerged from the bathroom, he was still in bed, leaning back against the pleather headboard. Grinning, he ran a hand through his hair, flexing one of his biceps. I definitely can't persuade you to stay. Stella glanced pointedly at the pillow with the mascara stain before picking up her bag and marching towards his kitchen. No, thank you. I've got a very important interview. Any chance of a number? Sam shouted after her. If it's meant to be, you'll guess it, she shouted back, slamming his door behind her. Which is how Stella Shakespeare, 32, set off for her important job interview with Scholl's Athlete's foot cream smeared all over her face. <laughs>